0: You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemski.
1: What's going on, uh, everybody? This is BGN Radio episode 212, I think. It doesn't matter. Uh, I am Jimmy Kemski from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of bleedinggreennation.com. Busy Tuesday for the both of us, uh, tracking uh, Eagles cuts and then, of course, the Eagles uh, finalizing their initial 53-man roster at a trade along the way. Good times were had by all. Wednesday rolls around thinking Eagles are going to have some new players off of waivers and then they don't do anything. But uh, anyway, uh, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
0: Jimmy, the 53-man rosters are in. We have a bunch to talk about. Um, someone had mentioned, by the way, one of our listeners, shout out to the who this is. I can't remember that you should say the who cares part after you introduce me. It'd be a nice little burn. Oh, you can yeah. just throw in there. I was going to do episode. that and then I forgot. Yeah. Well, I kind of just burned myself. So there we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, before we get into the podcast, two things. Number one, BGN Radio, obviously brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use discount code BGN15 for 15% off. Also, go to WildNaturePet.com. Use the same discount code for 15% off Dog Treats, BGN15. Uh, Jimmy, we have a five-star rating in review. And as we've talked about, legally obligated to answer any kind of questions that are in there. Uh, this comes from... Man Thai Teo, so good name. Uh Big Flex is the title of the review. It's five stars, greatest podcast ever, greatest two humans to mm, have ever walked this you. earth. Mm. Hard to disagree. Mm. Um a lot of pressure, but you know, some are saying legally required question to be answered. Peck, nest, migrate. Okay. That is that's a the, bird
1: that's a birds with friends yes. uh, thing. So that's okay.
0: But it's also I'm, so so is the category because it's Bo, Sheel, and Zach. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Oh, man. Well,
1: I'm going to migrate Bo because he just won the yeah. Eagles Media 53-man roster competition for the third straight year. So let's just get him out of the way because that's annoying me now. Uh, I'm going to peck Shield. Wow. Because he already left us once. So I, we already... You know, yeah. know what it's like to have experienced Shield and then lost him. Uh, we, we loved him and lost him, and now we can love him again. And uh, I'll nest Zach, who um, uh, is, of course, our Eagles media representative for the team. Like, he's sort of the go-between between uh, the Eagles PR. Go-between is the wrong way to put it, but he knows he all on. the – he knows every rule there is about media, like what we're allowed to cover, what uh, like like w- what we're entitled to in terms of um, player access, practice access, that kind of stuff. So he is actually very valuable to uh, the way that I'm able to do my job uh, and and everybody else in Eagles media. So yeah, that's that's how I would that's how I would order those. That's a tough question. That's a very mean question to ask me on the spot. I didn't, I was not prepared with my, I did not know that question was coming. So like, uh, yeah, but that's how I feel. I feel good about my answer.
0: I think you did good Jimmy. Uh, I'm going to say my great bow as well. I think he can handle it. He he won't be offended. (laughs) Um, I think he knows. Uh, Shiel, <laughs> okay. I'm actually going to nest Sheil because Sheil is the first person I ever met on the Eagles beat besides okay. you, Jimmy, who I kind of knew a little bit, but like Sheil is the first person I ever was introduced to. And I kind of just, I always think about that still. Like I was like in awe. I was, like, Oh my God, it's Sheil. He's just like standing right in front of me. This is crazy. So all those years ago. And obviously Sheil is the goat. Um, with all due respect to everyone else, but it's, it's Sheil. Come on. Uh, so, and then I, I'll peck Zach, uh, like, I feel like I don't talk to Zach as much. I feel like we should fix that. But, uh, alas, uh, we can when we see each other, apparently, uh, once a year. Uh, That's the standard, I think, for, for Peck in this situation, which is MFK for those people who don't know what is going on right now. This very long segment. Jimmy, we have too much to get into, uh, to, to go any further with this. So why don't we just start with a, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to go through the entire Eagles 53-man roster, reading off who made the team, which you already know. Have you have seen this? We're going to recap that and then give our thoughts on that position that, that might go beyond those players. Right. Uh, so starting with quarterback, including the three guys the Eagles kept, which is Jalen Hurts, who Nick Sirianni finally confirmed as the starter, Joe Flacco, and Gardner Minshew, who the Eagles traded for. What are your thoughts? Anything worth bringing up, Jimmy, on the quarterback position?
1: Well, the Eagles finally named finally.
0: Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback. Don't you love which, how Nick Sirianni was like, why Like, uh, yeah, he was the starter. <laughs> like, he was getting on the first yeah, team, he's reps. Been getting every
1: he getting every first team rep for the entirety of camp." I okay, we, then we, we why we didn't you just say he was the starter? I guess we could have. You. You know, I guess you guys could have just determined that he was the starter all along, right? <laughs> And I was like, "Well, no, because we asked you like every few days if he was a starter or not, and you just refused to answer." Anyway, uh, he finally named him the starter. Uh, we talked to Gardner Minshew actually today. We, he had his introductory press conference with Eagles media. And made a He made a funny joke. He said, "The thing that he learned about Eagles fans is that they're kind." You oh, you Gardner, you scamp, you. Anyway, uh, so he acknowledged that Are he's you saying coming that's here. Not true? To be, <laughs> he's coming here to initially be. He didn't, he didn't use these words uh, specifically, but he's going to be the number three quarterback. He acknowledges that he's got to come in and learn the offense, and we'll just kind of take it where it goes. Um, it seemed like he was, like you asked him. Actually, hmm. um, th- there was a report. I don't remember who put this report out. James Leader. Okay, that uh, he had actually for months been wanting to come to Philadelphia. And Mm -hmm. you asked him why he didn't really give you an answer, but Mm -hmm. um, when he said, "What did he say on your follow up? Like what what what's appealing to Philly?" I don't think yeah. He he just said, "You you know,
0: having a background on the Xerriani, knowing some teammates, including Andre Dillard, who he actually played with at Washington State, having some familiarity there, Um, and obviously the team just wanting him, like wanting to come after him." He liked all of that.
1: Okay. Uh, So I don't have anything further on the
0: quarterbacks. Uh, You. Yeah, my thing is that, so I saw this out there. Uh, I saw it on Reddit. We'll give credit obviously to r slash Eagles and Reddit. There's this thing that Howard Eskin apparently had said on Monday, I believe, or Sunday, whatever, over the, it was the 30th, whatever that was. So Monday, I don't know. Yeah, days are all blurring together. Uh, that like he still believes Eagles are in trade for Deshaun Watson. And I just saw a report right before we hopped on this podcast, Jimmy, that Uh, and we can get to this in the tight end section, but that the Eagles apparently were talking with the Vikings about Dallas Goddard, uh, Mm. who the Vikings, you know, they just lost Irv Smith. So, uh, and in that post from Matt Lombardo, our old friend, uh, Lombo, included a note about how uh, there's a belief around the league. And that's something that I have heard as well from multiple people that uh, like there's There's been thought that, da- and Jeff McLean had kind of like hinted at this at one yes. point, like that Dallas Goddard could be included in a Deshaun Watson trade. So, not to say any of that is definitely happening or definitive, but I just thought that was worth noting. Like, I think, I, I just don't know. Am I like, we saw that Deshaun Watson report. That he doesn't want to waive his no trade clause to come to Philly. And I think a lot of people were like, well, it's done now. It's officially over. There's no chance they're going to trade for him. I just, I don't think I would say that. I think there's still more than a zero percent chance. I don't think it's necessarily yes. likely, I don't know. But I wouldn't say like now it's definitely over. There's zero percent chance it's gonna happen, it's it's over. So that's that's the only thing I had on that.
1: That report certainly lowered the probability that it happens. Yes. Um and the one thing I'll say for like I think Howard Eskin uh sort of kind of crapped all over the <laughs> the reporter who put that
0: out, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like he, yes, but he like, called him, did he call
1: him a bozo or something? Was that what he called, what he yeah, called him? Yeah, and
0: and that was bad form from him because Aaron Wilson obviously <laughs> knows the team, Um, but I don't yeah. think that's the only reason Howard is saying. It. And also I also think you have to okay. contextualize that How, Howard Eskan is a team reporter, and he's kind of like saying something not super positive about the starting quarterback in terms of like he thinks he's necessarily not going to be the starter. Like that's that's an interesting dynamic to note at the very least. Well, here's what I'll say about Aaron Wilson. So the actual article that
1: Aaron Wilson wrote was basically from the texans point of view and from like uh like a a crap-stirring perspective like he wasn't doing that in fact like the crux of the article was basically saying that uh a Deshaun Watson trade isn't imminent it's like that's sort of like the opposite of like uh an attention-seeking kind of uh, article and, um, you know, he just kind of went through the teams that, that have levels of interest. And when he got to Philadelphia, like he just noted that Deshaun Watson would be unwilling to waive his no trade clause, whereas, uh, he would be willing to waive it for the Dolphins or the Panthers. And it was like buried within that article. And of course, that's huge news for Eagles fans, but not as much so for Texans fans. And that's who he was writing it for. He's writing it from a Texans perspective. So I don't think certainly he was like making something like that up. Um, not that reporters really do that anyway, but, uh, you, you know, if, if reporters were to make something up, I don't think that's sort of the case that, like that wouldn't be the, the,
0: the way they would go about it here. Well, I I don't think he was necessarily saying he was making it up. I'm just saying, I think he, I think Eskin's point with that, that doesn't necessarily mean it's disqualifying is the ultimate thing. I mean, at least that's clearly what he believes, but whatever.
1: I mean, he has to, Deshaun Watson has to be on board to get traded. He has to, like, for a trade to go through, yeah, he has to waive again, that no-trade
0: clause. Does he waive his no-trade no clause if the Eagles are, the again, like the only team out there at the end and there's no other options? Or does he want to stay? Like, that's the only thing. And then he also had talked about, too, like, he still wants to – I don't. I don't know. I don't want to relitigate this whole thing. Like, that wasn't the point. I just. I, I only brought it up just because I think there is still like a non-zero percent chance it could happen. I don't know when. Maybe down the road. Whatever. I, I think it's more likely than not it doesn't happen at this point. Or at least that's what it's looking like. But we don't know. All right. Anyway, Jimmy, we actually have some breaking news here as we're on the podcast. Naturally, the Eagles like put this out two <laughs> yeah, minutes wait. after this the is- podcast started. <laughs> Um, they have announced their practice squad. And I want to read that real quick, just in case we bring up any of these names so that we kind of don't no really No new names here. Um, yeah, it's I'm going to do alphabetical order. It is Graylin Arnold, safety, uh, offensive lineman Kay- Coyote, uh, Waseka, offensive tackle LaRaven Clark, wide receiver Travis Fulgham, who's the, among the Eagles' most interesting cuts, wide receiver John Hightower, running back Jordan Howard, running back Jason Huntley, cornerback Michael Jacquet, Cornerback Craig James, defensive end Matt Leo, he's an exemption, doesn't actually count towards the 16 limit, offensive guard Sua Opeta, your guy, center slash guard Ross Pierce-Baker, safety Eliza Riley, linebacker Jacoby Stevens, and then defensive tackle Raekwon Williams. So the name I, I don't see I guess the question here
1: is who are they missing there? Because the guys who are missing there theoretically will be joining the 53-man roster when So we're just to let you guys know, we're recording this at 3.30 p.m. on Wednesday. And at 4 or slightly after 4, the Eagles are almost certainly going to put Tyree Jackson uh, on IR and probably also Davion Taylor on IR. So like two players are going to go onto the roster after those guys go on IR. So I assume one of those guys will probably be T.Y. McGill, who's on the COVID list. They just got to wait for him to come back. And then. Well, he's on the roster, so they would have to cut him. Well, he's on the roster, but he doesn't count toward a roster spot right now on the COVID. Right list.
0: now, but yeah, they would have to cut him if you're saying if they're putting him on the practice squad, like they would have to cut well, him. Well, no, but no, but he's, on no, but he's not on the practice squad here, though, right? Correct. Yeah, that's what so I'm saying he's yeah. on the COVID reserve, so he's he's on the roster right now. He's just not what counting towards a roster the, spot.
1: What I'm saying is when they clear up one of those roster spots to put one of those guys on IR, like one of those spots, I think will probably be earmarked okay. for him. Okay. Yeah, on saying. the roster. Yeah, I thought you were saying yeah. the practice squad. No, so on the roster, not the practice squad.
0: Two more practice squad openings, by the way, and uh, one of those is reportedly going to uh, your guy, who we can get into later. Best one to mention here. Yeah. Um, what is his name? Marvin, Marvin Wilson. Wilson from. So we'll get he, into he him later. Florida uh, State. So that's one of those two openings. I guess he hasn't just officially signed yet, but John Clark put that out there. But okay, let's get on to running back, Jimmy. <laughs> um, a little detour, a detour there. there. <laughs> running back, the Eagles only kept three, which I had them keeping three. We talked about this. It made no sense to keep Jordan Howard on the. Oh, you didn't even. have him on. No, and, okay. and credit to Harry Roseman for not doing that because that made yeah. no sense um, and, and and proven because he made it to the practice squad. Uh, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell.
1: Yeah, good job uh, by the Eagles recognizing that there was no reason to keep Jordan Howard on the final 53-man roster, uh, and they didn't. Uh, I had him on because I just thought they were going to do it. like They were signaling kind of all throughout camp and during the preseason games that he was going to be on the roster, and then uh, they didn't have him on. And as you just read off the list of guys on the practice squad he was on there so uh they did the right thing they can, if they need him at some point they can call him up but um that's his worth at this point in his career in my in in my
0: opinion is, is spot on the spot on the practice squad agree and they also have Jason huntley on there who's obviously more of like the developmental kind of player on the practice squad as opposed to I thought to he like, might
1: get I thought there was a chance yeah he might get clean. like he and Fulgham were the, uh, the two guys that I thought might get claimed, but actually no Eagles at all. Uh, got claimed on waivers.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Huntley's injury situation might have helped. That could Eagles be. keep him, since you yeah. know he has this rib injury and he's been dealing with that. I think you know teams don't want to necessarily take a spot on a guy who might not even be ready to play anyway. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see Huntley hopefully on the roster at some point down the road if they can. I would not like to lose him. Uh, so that's running back. That's pretty cut and dry. I think he's probably their
1: best kick returner, by the way.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. So, so honestly, they might even they might, they might
1: have elevated him week one. Yeah.
0: So he, obviously. If you're not familiar with the rules from last year, for some reason, or you didn't know, the rules from last year carry over where there's a 53-man roster as your main base, but for game day, there is still, or for the purposes of going into game day, I should say, there's a 55-man roster, meaning you can promote or elevate two players. Now, elevate is the word, not promote, because promote means like sign to the roster. You can elevate temporarily uh, two players from the practice squad to the team, and yeah, Jason Huntley could be one of those guys at some point. And yeah, you see. don't have to expose him to
1: waivers, so
0: you could do yeah. that anyway. But you don't have to. Well, I
1: guess you can do that anyway. But you you, could, you don't have to
0: expose him to waivers. Right. If you want to put him back on the
1: practice squad after the
0: game is over. You can do that like a couple times. I think like two times it was last year and this year. But um, yeah. So you can add him to be your kick returner, and if he does well in that role, maybe you just you know sign him to the team. Like he's looking really good and right. like, wow, he's adding value. So um, so we'll keep an eye on that one down the road. Wide receiver, Jimmy, the Eagles only kept five, which is a bit of su- a surprise. I think I had to keep in five. I think, yeah, I did, because I have them. Not that it matters, but I had them cutting Travis Fulgham. So they only ended up with Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, Greg Ward, J.J. Ortega Whiteside as your number five. Did the Eagles make a mistake, Jimmy, by cutting Travis Fulgham? I don't think so. And the rest of the league kind of agreed because nobody claimed
1: him <laughs> off yep. a waiver. So uh they, uh I mean, he didn't have a good camp. Like no. he led the Eagles in receiving last year with 500 something yards. And we've talked all, you know, I mean, it's been brought up endlessly, the five game stretch that he had uh, during the 2020 season. He was the only receiver that really did anything at all during that season it was like a rare bright spot during that season. And um yeah, like for him to go from that to the bench, to uh, competing for a starting job, heading into camp, to not making the team at all—it's been kind of a roller coaster ride for uh, Travis Fulgham uh, over the last year or so. So, yeah, I mean, at some point, I imagine he could get called back up to the roster and maybe get into a game or something like that. But uh, I think it's on merit. Uh, he, with the way that he played this summer, he's not on the roster. He
0: is not on the roster, Jimmy. Um, uh, yeah, he's not on the roster. He didn't play well in training camp. That's just want to emphasize he didn't make the team. He's not on the roster. He looked bad this summer. He didn't make the team. He's not on the roster. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, not a surprise. Travis Foglum didn't look good, as we said, throughout the summer consistently. And... Uh, so it's not a shocker to me. I saw some people being like, well, how could you cut him? Because he has potential. I mean, I, I like, he didn't earn a spot. I mean, that's as simple as that. Like, he didn't earn a spot on the roster. And you have him on the practice squad still, which is kind of weird. Because as a good friend of the podcast, Noah Becker, pointed out, like, part of the reason you don't like Travis Wiggum is, like, in theory, is like, maybe he's not the best practicer. But, like... But I don't know. You can still have him around to elevate him in a game if there's injuries or whatever, and and you still like his you ability. You have
1: 16 practice squad spots. It really and doesn't that matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So, uh,
0: it's a bummer. It's a bummer that like he didn't have the off season that I think everyone wanted to see him have, including the Eagles. Like where he kind of put the struggles last year behind him, and he like locked in, and he really you know like just dedicated himself to getting better. And I'm not trying to question. His work ethic in the sense that i know he definitely didn't try but like the results weren't there and that was just disappointing to see so uh not gonna be on the team at least right now travis fulgham jj and jj like not to say like i think jj is gonna be great but like he at least earned a spot on the team Like i said before he had a couple plays on special teams in the preseason do i think he's like the best special teams player in the world all of a sudden no but like he did contribute there he can at least play it you know unlike john hightower like who didn't at all last year. So there's that and whatever. Like, I don't think he had an amazing camp or a preseason or anything, but he did a couple things and like, whatever, it's fine enough for now. You know uh, what? He's he was- like
1: a willing blocker and he's actually a good blocker too. So okay. I think particularly like on the kick return team as that up back guy, he could be effective there. Maybe
0: I think it's fine. Look, you know, I yeah, am not fine. one to be shy to <laughs> he's criticize. The fifth receiver. Oh, wait, we can just move on. I think from it's day okay. Day. Yeah. Tight end. Uh, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Tyree Jackson are the four tight ends that the Eagles kept. It's a little interesting. Just thought they might only keep three. Jack Stoll, uh, the only undrafted rookie free agent to make the team. Again, that trend of them giving the the highest guarantee to one of those UDFAs continues to pay off or be a good sign for that player. Uh, Tyree Jackson obviously will be going to IR. Zach Ertz spoke for the first time in forever. This offseason, really, since you know Nick Sirianni was hired, I guess. Mm-hmm uh like since early in January, right after the season. So that was a little interesting. Um, what do you make of tight end? Yeah, it's actually the last time he spoke before like he was in tears, isn't it? Like at the end yeah. of the season
1: last year. Yep. So it's been a long time. And um the big takeaways from that were that um well first of all he said he had off season ankle surgery. Uh, mm-hmm. so that was uh you know sort of like a tangible thing to to point out. But also like he said that this is the most fun that he's had. Uh, coming to work in a long time, he said uh, Philadelphia is where he wants to be. He wants to retire here. Uh, he acknowledged that there were certainly differences between the team, but they have since been mended. Uh, it's funny, like Jeff McLean asked him uh, about whether the team had lied to him about anything in any way. And uh, Ertz is like, I knew it would be you, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, like he didn't want to answer that question. So he obviously feels that the Eagles were untruthful to him in some way, uh, during the off season, he acknowledged that, um, they tried to trade him, and, uh, they were close on a few different trades, but, uh, the value for the Eagles just wasn't there, which he understood. Um, what else am I missing here? He got asked about his, uh, Inside out shorts was, which was a big thing for like a day, like one of the first few days of camp. He said that we are a Reebok family. He and his wife, I guess. Uh, so they're, I guess, hiding a Nike logo or something, uh, by having that inside out. So he kind of shot that down. Uh, but anyway, he, he's, he's here and, um, to be determined if, uh, he will be traded at some point, whether that's before the start of the season, which is looking a lot more unlikely or whether he's dealt Uh, at the trade deadline, and I know you have some thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I think I mentioned this last pod, but basically, you know, I think my guess, last theory is the Eagles said to Zachary, it's like, hey, we can only trade you if your value is good enough. Obviously, you know that by now, we're not going to trade you at a low value. So come in, play well, produce well, be a good teammate. And then if we're bad by the deadline, then we'll sell you off to someone and we'll get a good return and you'll get to play where you want and you'll potentially get a contract extension with that team or whatever. Or like, we're really good and you'll want to stay because things are going good and you're having success. So I think that's like a feasible uh situation. Uh of course, maybe it, it isn't Zach Ertz getting traded, and it is Dallas Goddard, as I kinda alluded to earlier. That was interesting that again the Eagles reportedly had talks with the Vikings about that. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Vikings have since, I guess not since, but they already did this, but they traded for Chris
1: Herndon Herndon, uh, from the Jets. I think it was Herndon and uh, and a six. Doesn't matter. uh, Went to the Vikings. The Vikings gave back a four. So it wasn't like he went for like this big deal. And, you know, they're just done looking for players at the tight end position. So I don't think that's over necessarily yet.
0: Okay. So we'll keep an eye on that still. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be weird to trade for two different tight ends though. It would be. (laughs) Um, unless you just really love twelve personnel, baby, you're <laughs> right. thirteen, whatever. Speaking uh,
1: of, like keeping four tight ends is a lot. It's and, a lot. Uh, Tyree Jackson, when he got hurt, it was uh, which was two weeks ago. It was an eight to ten uh, week time frame for recovery. So let me do that math real quick. It's like uh, October. It, it, uh, so it was eight to ten. So now it's six to eight <laughs> uh, that he'll be back from this point forward. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be around like week five to week seven or eight or something like that. So, uh yeah, they kept four tight ends. And then also Dick Rod is just kind of like he got cut, but he's just kind of there, too. We'll see if somebody else picks him up or something like that. But, Probably not. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of flush with tight
0: ends right now. They could resign uh, Dick Rod after week one to make sure they don't guarantee his salary for the entire season if they wanted to move on from him mm-hmm. down the road or – could easily just bring him back if you did trade one of their either Ertz or God or whoever. Just be a logical uh guy to bring back if you wanted the extra depth. So, another position to keep an eye on. Then we have the offensive line here. I'm going to break it down by offensive tackle. Well, should we take Lada. a break
1: first or well, power I through?
0: We we could just power through the rest okay. of the offense, Jimmy, because it would be too weird to me in my sequentialism if that's a word. To Cut to break. Go to the offensive line. Talk about the defense, and then cut away again. Um, so, Jordan Mailata is your starting left tackle. Finally, officially confirmed. What a shocker! Uh, beat out. Andre Dillard, who is on the roster as a backup. Lane Johnson is starting right tackle. Jack Driscoll is here. And then Brett Toth, who, again, you said it was a spicy inclusion by me in my original 53, did indeed make (laughs) the team. You left
1: him off, though, didn't you? I know. In the latest one. And I had him on. He was right on the bubble for me. I'll take credit
0: for my uh, Brett Toth knowledge. I will take credit for it for being – it's not about if you're right at the end to me. It's about (laughs) first and then – (laughs) <laughs> uh, just kidding but yeah so those are your tackles I think those are pretty all cut and dry like fairly obvious other than I think Andre Dillard I think that they kept five is a lot and that they also have LaRaven Clark still on the practice squad is yes. noticeable um, I would like them to trade Andre Dillard because I think that makes sense and think they possibly could especially if they're keeping all these tackles like why mm-hmm. do you need all these tackles if you're really keeping them all around Um what are your thoughts?
1: And Landon Dickerson coming off of uh pop was yeah. a different, a difficult one to figure out whether they're going to do that me. or not. Like I, <laughs> I thought that they were going to just leave him on there because they have so much depth anyway and save that roster spot. But um, evidently, I guess they think he's closer to playing than, uh, than not. So um, it'll be interesting to see like where he is. Like he, uh, you know, hasn't practiced at all really. And um It'll be interesting to see, like, what they entrust him with. Like, if Jason Kelsey goes down, does he just get inserted in at center? Or do they move Isaac in there? Um, and, or Nate Herbig, who got a lot of reps at center, uh, during training camp, or do they trust Dickerson? So, uh, or is Dickerson just a guard in his first season in the league, or is he just a guard initially? And then as he picks the offense up more, gets more reps and gets more comfortable with making line calls like that, is he a center? You know, possibility late in the season. Anyway, I'm going a little too deep here on something that a lot of people probably don't care about, but uh, uh, it was interesting anyway that they did bring
0: him back instead of sort of sidelining him for the first six weeks of the season. We're jumping the gun, Jimmy, because I didn't even get to the center, but yeah, Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson I have down as centers, and then offensive guard Brandon Brooks, Isaac Sumalo, and Nate Herbig. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are so it's ten total, and then again I think four on the practice squad, so it's fourteen. That's a lot. It's a lot of offensive linemen, and and, and they're worth keeping. I think obviously it's, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but like I just feel like you think you would think there might be another trade possibly in the works at some point there, just because there's there's so many. It's like you don't necessarily need all of those guys. Uh, and they traded Matt Pryor. I can't believe uh, that's a huge <laughs> win. Honestly, I take back every criticism I've ever had of how you guys win. That is a win, as a <laughs> yeah. steal. I, I, that's insane to me. Like that you got any positive value for, and I, I don't mean to be mean to Matt Pryor, but like he wasn't good and he's no. on the last year of his rookie deal. And you got like, I know they didn't get much because you just traded a seventh or you, you traded a seventh and Matt Pryor for a six, um, back from the Colts, which by the way, the Eagles gave up a six of their own to get Gardner Minshew recently. Uh, it's just, it's, a, it's like an, such an obvious win. Like, and you had too many offers. He wasn't going to make the team. He wasn't going to make the roster. Like it's to get anything for him is a good job by Howie. Yeah. There was a report that said uh, something to the effect of
1: like, I think it was Albert Breer, maybe that said the Eagles uh, were taking offers on offensive linemen and linebackers. And I wrote something. I had just a, you know, a short list of the offensive linemen that could be available. And I wasn't even going to include Matt Pryor on it because like, I just didn't think there was any way that anyone would trade for him, but I did. I had him on there and it basically just said something to the effect of like, yeah, okay. If somebody, if somebody's interested in, in him for some reason, then yeah, of course the Eagles would trade him for pretty much anything. <laughs> and that's what happened. So, uh, Colts are in a, that's just, you know, another sign that the Colts are like not in good shape right now heading into this regular season.
0: No, definitely not. Um, we'll take a break here, Jimmy, but not before I tell you about Rights of Selling Craft Jerky, you can go to com. Discount code BGN fifteen for fifteen percent off your favorite snacks that you could possibly eat in your entire life. So go do that. And I guess also plug Kristen Roach of Roach Yeah. Traders, All right. Roach dot com. Yeah. Okay.
1: Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, Roach Realtors, Roach tours. Kristen Rocha of Roach tours. she's the greatest. Eight, five, six, nine, oh, six, nine two 906 five. Five,
0: 906
1: oh, nine,
0: Back here on BGN Radio. Jimmy, let's get to the defense. Let's work through this since we're going long. Defensive end, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Wett, Ryan Kerrigan, and Teron Jackson, indeed, uh, who I, I don't think you had on, and I did. So once again, I am right. And, what was your
1: final score, by the way?
0: Uh, not important. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to point out every time I was right and you were wrong to make myself look better. And uh, but I, I did think he should. Like I think you know how Nick Sirianni talked about, and you good job by you asking him the question of like the players that played well in a final preseason game to kind of mm-hmm. solidify their spot in the team. I think you could argue he was in that mix for the Eagles yeah, this year. Him and JJ. I mean, yeah. So uh, and I, I think he looks good. And obviously, edge rusher is a premium position too. So if you're going to go a little heavier, why not at that spot? So. That all makes sense to me. The only question I have again at this position isn't more about the roster construction as it is the playing time. Like, how is this split going to be exactly, specifically between Sweat and Barnett, who are both in contract years? But also, I want to see, you know, like how often is Ryan Kerrigan uh, getting into the mix, too? Mm -hmm. I'm presuming Jackson's probably not going to play at all. And then, yeah, I was just going to say, and then how much does Milton Williams factor in here? So that's, that's the bigger question to me, not like the roster construction, but the actual like playing time once the games start.
1: Yeah. So they have, uh, you know, d- definitively five defensive ends. And if you want to include Milton Williams, he's six. By the way, uh, somebody had asked Jonathan Gatton about the, uh, you know, Ryan Kerrigan maybe playing that Sam. Yeah. Position. We talked about this last pod. Oh, we did. Okay. I yeah. wasn't sure if I had that conversation elsewhere, or if it was on the pod. I'm you? by you. I already, I, I, already st- I already started it. So, uh, I may as well continue. Uh, he was asked about that and he, and Jonathan Gaden seemed to like indicate with the way that he answered it anyway, that, uh, that that wasn't going to happen. So no. like there Sam linebackers or and we'll get to this in a minute, but they're going to be Gennard Avery and, uh,
0: Patrick Johnson. These defensive ends are not going to play that role. Defensive tackle. We have Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams, and honestly, I think I can't. Did anyone have <laughs> Marlon Tui Peloto making the roster? I mean, why? Like I, he was he was terrible. He was awful. Like, you can say he got better over the course of the preseason, okay, but like he was still really bad overall and did nothing to earn a roster spot. And I think it's entirely possible that he is not on this team for long. In terms of like if they do want to open a spot, that isn't just by putting uh, guys on IR. They could easily, for example, uh, activate T.Y. McGill from the COVID mm-hmm. list whenever he's eligible. And I, I do believe it was reported that he tested positive. So that's, you know, going to take some oh, okay. time. Okay. So he'll be out at least 10 days at a minimum. Yeah. Right. So, and that would be it back after week one. I don't know how that works with the vested veteran guarantee and everything. But in any case, I think, uh, I, to me, at least it's probably clear that T.Y. McGill will take Marlon Tui Polotu's roster spot at some point in the future.
1: Maybe not. Okay. So like maybe they'll just keep him because howie's MO in the past has just sort of been like, you know, these guys are swimming uh you know, or like their heads are swimming like in camp and they it takes them a while to sort of figure things out and they need time. Mm-hmm. And uh they didn't want to lose him. So if uh you, you know, anytime you, you can't just you can't just put him on the practice squad, you got to wave him before you can get him there. So he
0: may just stick around. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I'm all, (laughs) look, in general, this is a transition year. I'm all for keeping youth in general. I think that's, and to to the Eagles credit, to Howie's credit specifically, I want to give Howie credit for prioritizing youth and not going with veterans in a lot of cases. Like, he didn't keep Jordan Howard. That's a big deal, not just because of the specific, like, exclusion of howard but what that represented uh keeping a veteran and not keeping you know some guys with upside instead so i want to give him credit to be fair but i just think there's also a case where you can see a guy isn't very good from the jump just like the opposite is true like with milton williams where you can see a guy does show promise and sometimes a player is just bad and maybe you can say i'm being too harsh on mr t but i didn't see anything at a camp and I thought the preseason was really bad. If you, if you care about what pro football focus has to say at all, which, you know, is up for debate. But, Jimmy, he was 169th, I believe, <laughs> out of 174 <laughs> defensive tackles they graded. and which like, is not nice. Like, I honestly expected him to be down there. That's why I looked at it. Because so I was like, he was really bad. Like, let me contextualize this with how they have other players graded. And sure enough, he was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So... I don't love it. It's, it's not the biggest. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's it's yeah. Fine. He'll be inactive on game day. I I, I assume, but I, I don't love it. I'm that's all I'm saying. Uh, linebacker seven: Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, Davion Taylor, T.J. Edwards, Genard Avery, Sean Bradley, Patrick Johnson. As we noted, Davion Taylor will likely be heading to IR. Yep, and probably by the time you listen to this podcast, so that one's an obvious one. He'll be activated or eligible to be activated after he misses at least three games. We'll see how long that injury takes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess, like, no shockers here. It's notable that Jacoby Stevens is the mm-hmm. only Eagles rookie from this year's draft class to not make the team, although he's back on the practice squad. And they did keep Sean Bradley. He was kind of on the bubble. Patrick Johnson was kind of on the bubble. Janard Avery has made the camp two years in a row, despite not looking that great and being hurt. Um, Any thoughts for you on linebacker?
1: Yeah, I mean, they went heavy at linebacker. Seven's a big number. Um, it'll be six after T- Taylor goes on IR obviously, but, um, yeah, no surprises here. Like these are the seven that I had. So, um, I nailed the linebackers boom, Boom! even though I did not come close to winning the whatever. Um, <laughs> I think the linebackers are actually not bad. Like it's all, it's, you know, been a, a very weak position for the Eagles in recent years. And I actually, you can kind of. You know, I don't even think you have to squint much to kind of go, okay, it's not like, I think Alex Singleton is a legit starter. I think Eric Wilson (laughs) is a legit starter. Um, I mean, they're not going to like make a Pro Bowl or an all pro team or anything like that this year, but I think they're like legit starters. Whereas Nate Gary played nothing like uh, an NFL player at all, much less a starter, uh, last season. And uh, beyond them, they they didn't, you know, have, I think TJ Edwards is a nice role player for what he gives you. And then, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, like, we don't even know what it'll totally look like yet. We got glimpses of it in practice, but what that Sam linebacker position will, will be with, um, you know, Jannard Avery. And, uh, Patrick Johnson sort of having that pass rush, uh, ability in their toolbox, uh, as the it's sort of the dorky way to say it, but, uh, they have that, uh, in their skill set. Uh, so we'll see how they're deployed, uh, during actual games. Um, but yeah, I don't think there was any
0: surprises at that position at all. Real quick, the last thing I'll say on linebacker is I thought it was interesting that Rodney McLeod, when asked to name like a breakout candidate this year, or someone who mm. feels confident named Eric yes. Wilson, because that's not like, you know, a lot of teammates could easily just say Josh Sweat or Quez Watkins. Cause it was so, they're, they're good answers in terms of like probably being accurate, but like. You couldn't like not even have to pay attention too closely and also say that. Um, for him to say Eric Wilson is like a very oddly specific answer, yeah. And like I can't see any obvious connection between them in terms new of new player, like, too. Like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it's former not like long time boys with with uh Rodney McLeod theory. Maybe they're the same agent for all I know. I don't know, yeah. I haven't checked into that. <laughs> right. Or, and I don't think they you know, something went to the same college. I think I don't think Eric Wilson went to. Virginia, off the top no, of my head. You know
1: what? I gotta know where he went now because I was so, just thinking about that myself. Where so did he go? Maybe he
0: did. I don't know. But um, so I thought that was a little interesting. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. But you know, I thought Eric Wilson had a. Solid he went to camp. Cincinnati.
1: I didn't realize that. Okay.
0: Yeah. So they got an, another Cincinnati guy here. They love their Bearcats. Between With, uh, Barwin, Brett Kelsey, Selick, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, Selick. Um. All right. So let's That's move enough. on to <laughs> cornerback Jimmy. Where we have five. we have Darius Slay, Steven Nelson, Steve Nelson? Sorry, Steve. Uh, I think you should go by Stevie Nelson. I think that's even cooler. Stevie okay. Nelson. But he isn't. Avante Maddox is your slot. Zach McPherson is your top backup pointer on the outside, likely. And then you have Josiah Scott, who made the team, who probably should have had on the 53, considering, again, the Eagles traded a draft pick for him. But uh, and he deserved to make it, so good for him.
1: I was kicking myself on that one too because he did have a camp, a decent enough camp, and they gave up a pick for him. They gave up a pick for him. He was about what they should have expected from him, or better. And then I had him not making the team, which is stupid. (laughs) Like I was very mad at myself for for not having him on. But uh, he makes it. The reasoning I had was because he's just a slot corner only, and but like I said, so it was crap. Yeah, more for that. Yeah, and I know that, like, they've kind of had, like, the desire to have quote unquote positionless players, uh, in the defense, even under Jim Schwartz. But I think that's even more, um, the case under Jonathan Gannon. And he doesn't really give you that. But, um, I don't know. I guess you can kind of work around that. Like, if a guy on the, out- a couple guys on the outside go down, then in theory, I mean, we already know what it looks like and it's not pretty, but, uh, Avante Maddox can play on the outside. At least he has some experience there. And then Josiah Scott can play on the inside, but, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fine that he made the team. And, uh, he's, he, when I looked at his, like his games from his rookie season, I like thought that he had some, um, some nice qualities. Like he's a, he's a tough tackler. He, uh, he's willing to stick his nose in there. I think as a, as a, uh, um, as a cover guy, like, his nickname in college was the Nat because he's just like super annoying and, and like a, like kind of a pain in the ass when he's covering you. So I think we saw that a little bit in camp, and he made some nice plays in camp. So uh, I thought
0: it was deserved uh, that he made this, that he made the team. Uh, yeah. So then we have safety number four, Rodney McLeod number four. Four safeties is what I meant. Rodney McLeod, Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps, and. Kevin hey Wallace, a little lighter than I expected at the safety position. I have him keeping five there too. Yeah, especially considering like McLeod, like Rodney McLeod was asked if he's going to play in Week One, and he gave a, a non-answer. Right, like he didn't he didn't confirm that he is. That doesn't necessarily mean he won't be. For context,
1: like, players usually over-estimate yes. their return timetables. They think they're going to. They typically think they're going to come back sooner than they actually can.
0: So we didn't like, we don't know again if he's going to be playing in week one or if he is like, if he's going to be hundred percent and all that. So that's something to watch. Um, Wallace also has been banged up multiple times with this grand injury. So like that's another interesting thing to watch. Maybe that the Eagles only kept four portends well to those injuries and mm-hmm. indicates that they're going to be okay. Um, it could also be the team kind of overestimating <laughs> their returns. It's right. also entirely possible they did keep. Elijah Riley on the practice squad, I would say he's probably a really good bet to be promoted or elevated in week one, not only because of the ex- extra safety depth, but also because he can contribute on special teams. Yes. I also think it's entirely possible uh Riley could get you know, signed to the roster at some point, you know, depending on how they free up some of these roster spots. He did spots. last year, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Mm, or is he just a call-up? But they elevated him a couple times, yeah. Okay. So we'll see some of that. Um. And then, obviously, Andrew Andrew Adams is no Andrew Adams is not. No, he got cut. And I don't. I and he wasn't on yeah. the list that you read oh, off wow. earlier. I thought they might bring him back on the practice squad just because of the extra depth early in the. He season, would have been the first guy because you read it alphabetically, and the first guy I remember yeah. was Grayland Arnold. Right. Uh, I just had to double check that. <laughs> so no, he's not on there. So that's the defense, and then special teams is cut and dry. It's Jake Elliott, Aaron Sabath. The Eagles did not bring in a new punter, and then Rick Lovato. Um. So that's it, Jimmy. That's the roster. So quick note that
1: we forgot uh in defensive tackles, you had mentioned that John Clark reported that they were gonna sign Marvin. Uh, Marvin Wilson. I don't even know who 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 did he play for
0: in the NFL. Like who was the team that cut him? Um, I totally forget. Uh the Browns, actually. So okay. little Andrew Berry connection there.
1: He was an undrafted free agent out of Florida State and he was a former five star recruit at a high school. And there were times during his college career that like People thought he was going to be like a day-two pick, and I'm sure you can Google uh, Marvin – I already forgot his last name. (laughs) What's that?
0: Is it Wilson you said?
1: Yeah, I think it was Wilson. You can Google his name in like first round. Big Marv. Big Marv Marv will appear in the first round of mock drafts uh, that like came out early, I guarantee you. Um, But he went undrafted. And it's not like he like, had, like, I guess like the end of his career at Florida State wasn't as good as the earlier parts of his career. But the thinking on him is that, um, I actually asked, uh, Fran Duffy about him, draft expert Fran Duffy, uh, about him. And he was like, yeah, he's kind of like a, this is before the Eagle signed him. He's kind of like a two gapper only, um, sort of just a big body in the, in the middle of the defense. Maybe not give you more than that, but uh, yeah, the Eagles brought him aboard now. I don't know if I was allowed to say that now that he's with the team, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so, you know, or, or anyway, reportedly with the team because the Eagles didn't yep. announce him. But um, he is a guy that at, at one point during his college career was a was a very highly thought of prospect.
0: You know, what's interesting too, Jimmy, is the Browns gave him 193,000 guaranteed. Mm. Like, that's a lot to, to contextualize that number. The Eagles only gave Jack Stoll, who was their highest guarantee, 122. Okay. So, like, that's a lot more of a guarantee for a player. So And the Eagles
1: spend a lot of money on those guarantees, too. So, I'm sure that that Browns guarantee was probably among the highest in the NFL.
0: Yeah. And I did see out there that the Browns did want him back. So, I don't think okay. it's totally, like, they just, like, uh, this guy is, like, a joke or whatever. And mm-hmm. I did see reported that they wanted him back. So, maybe the Eagles gave him, like, a really – maybe they're – it's possible. I don't know this. We'll check into this as the NFLPA makes the salaries available, the practice squad salaries or whatever. Um. Uh, it's possible they could be paying him, you know, like a roster spot, or you know, at least uh, significantly more than the average practice squad player. Maybe that's how they got him. I don't know. That's all speculation. But that's well, that's there was a- the, the the example way back in the day where like the
1: Cowboys cut Danny Amendola, yeah. and the Eagles made a hard run that's at so him. So
0: funny because that's exactly where my mind went to. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <With Danny
1: Amendola. laughs> and the, the Cowboys were able to steal him back before he joined the uh, the Eagles. So maybe that there's a little tug of war going on between Marvin Wilson between the Eagles and the Browns right now
0: possibly yeah and and again for those who don't know it's like teams are allowed to play pay players on their practice squad like roster salaries they yes. usually do like that with Nate Sudfeld yeah they really really like so uh, i'm interested to see that if they did that they might be doing that with Le Raven Clark who they kept because apparently yep. according to Ian Rappaport there are like other teams that kind of wanted him on their practice squad i'm sure again maybe the Colts were considering yeah. their, their familiarity with him and their their tackle situation so that's that's always interesting to see kind of Shows you that they really like that player. Uh, any like big picture uh, roster thoughts that we didn't get to? Like, like I talked about how they went with young, and you put out their average age, as you do every year. They're nineteenth, like they were last year. Nineteenth, yeah, They're no change from last younger. year.
1: Last year they were twenty. They, their average age was twenty six years old. This year it was twenty five point nine, <laughs> and people were asking me like, how is that possible? Like, cons- like why didn't it drop considerably more considering they kept um, wow. eight of their nine rookies? And they got rid of Jason Piers and a few other people. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, they did that, but they also signed, you know, four veterans, yeah. uh, to one year deals and free Anthony agency Harris. and Flacco, uh, Kerrigan, Harris, Kerrigan. and, uh, and, uh, Steven Nelson. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, and then everyone else, of course, there's a balance between every, every player on the roster, uh, getting a year older from one year to, to the next. And then, you know, how many of your older vets are you replacing with, uh, rookies or other younger players. And then, of course, uh, like I just mentioned, who you, who you bring in in free agency is going to affect that final number too. But, uh, the funny thing that I found about, um, that exercise was for all the problems that the Houston Texans have and just how, like, a yeah. bunch of, like, how disastrous that franchise is right now. They're also the second oldest team in the NFL, mm, which yes. is just hilarious to me that they're that bad. Like, they're, they're so bad off right now. And, oh, by the way, the other thing I'll mention too is, um, you know, we, we, we talked, uh, just sort of like, um, casually, a few reporters just ran into Joe Douglas, uh, after one of the joint practices with the Jets. And, um, you know, just, you got it. Like we asked, uh, you know, what do you think of your roster? And, um, the, it was funny. Cause like he said, like what he said in return was we're young. So like, he was like, he, you he's know, not he, wrong. He, and he's now the wrong. They're, they're the youngest team in the NFL. So I thought that was funny that that was his answer. Um, but you know, he gave that answer because he wasn't going to like blow smoke up our asses about like, you know, oh. we're going to be good this year or whatever. But his answer was we're young, but he also and he's was right to
0: say we're going to surprise people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. No, he didn't yeah. go there. He just said we're young.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, so that's your final thoughts, Jimmy.
1: Yeah. Let's go with that. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, again, uh, if anyone was affected by the hurricane in any way that, you know, any of our listeners down in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, et cetera, uh, if there's anything we can do, reach out, let us know. The hurricane is actually, I'm looking out the window right now. It's like almost here. It's like it's going gonna, it's gonna to go right through the Philly area. Uh, the Eagles actually had uh, practice in the bubble today in anticipation of this thing hitting. But it's going to be like super rainy here uh, over the next, uh, you know, tonight and then overnight. So um, anyway, uh, went a little too far with that. But again, anyone out there affected by that, let us know if we can do anything.
0: Uh, I echo those sentiments entirely. Uh, my final thought, Jimmy, is this is a totally out there thing. But I'm going to be on an Avatar rewatch podcast. Not the movie. The children's TV show. Nickelodeon is probably... This might be beyond you, Jimmy. But it's a really good TV series. I think adults would actually like it too. I kind of like give a big... Uh, comeback like during quarantine like a lot of people were watching it on Netflix it was like oh like because they didn't they never got to it and then they had the time and they're like oh this is a really good show I actually watched it back when it was live now I'm gonna be doing that it's on a, a podcast feed called um, post show recaps which is affiliated with Rob has a podcast which covers survivor which is another guilty pleasure of mine so I'll be doing that this weekend it's not episode isn't out yet but I just kind of wanted to give you all a heads up about it I will link to it on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon once it is live. If you want to listen to that, if you have any interest in Avatar, so kind it's, of it's fun for me because I usually am podcasting about the Eagles, Jimmy, or sometimes even the Sixers, whatever sports, but this is like TV. So I'm getting, I'm totally, they invited me to be on and I'm excited to, uh, to, 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 to do this, to do something entirely different. I hope I do okay because I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, in if you wanted to, if you could TV. do like a podcast on some other topic yeah. other than like the Eagles. What would it be, and then sports in general? What would it be? I mean, there's an easy answer for me, but like, I almost don't want to say it. I almost don't like believe it because then it would be work for me. I never want to make this work for me. But it's food, obviously. You know, I love food. (laughs) Like, but I don't want work. I don't want food to become work. I just I can't do that. I I want (laughs) to just love it. I don't want to have to think about it like critically. I just want to enjoy it. I just that's all I want to do. That's true because like I like loved. I mean,
1: not that I don't love still watching football, but like, like that was like the highlight of my week was you know watching games on Sunday, uh-huh. and I don't like it's to enjoy it anymore. It sucks. <laughs> like, wow. I'm not complaining Ooh, because jaded <laughs> old man. What no, a... I mean, I no, no, no. What I mean is, I don't like, I don't get to do it anymore. Oh, like yeah. my favorite thing was like you know ordering, like just for fun, yeah. You ordering a crap ton of food, you know, having it delivered. You know, I have like my setup going, like three different TVs, Directv working. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I don't get to do
0: that. I get to do that like on the bye week and that's it. It's very much a rich man's problems. And just in terms of (laughs) uh, like, you know, obviously a lot of people would take this deal. I would take this deal. I wouldn't trade it, but it is a downside. If you're, if you're making a list of pros and cons, it's on the (laughs) uh, trust me. There there are many pros and those outweigh the cons, but if you're making the list of both sides, that goes in the con uh, column. So I totally agree there. Uh, All right. We'll wrap this up. Jimmy, uh, you can follow on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. I already plugged my Twitter handle. I'm at Brandon Gautin, both on Twitter and Instagram. And also, why not check me out on Cameo? Because it's fun. Uh, you can check out Bleeding Green Nation on Twitter at Bleeding Green, BGN Radio on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. Check out our sponsors. That is Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, RighteousFelon.com. Discount code BGN 15 for 15% off some snacks. The season is starting. You need some snacks to get you through this season. So go get some there. Check out Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors by going to com or calling 856-906-9295. And that big BGN radio announcement that I've been teasing for a little bit is coming out very very soon. So That'll be here, I believe, Thursday at the very latest. We're recording this on Wednesday, so it'll be out tomorrow at the very latest. So that's exciting. Actually, it might be coming out tonight. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned to the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed by rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. And again, you leave a question, we'll answer it like we did at the top of the show. And yeah, so those are all the plugs. We will be back in the near future here. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah.
1: G N